Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Dave Humphreys has come into studio. Uh, you'll know Dave Humphreys if you keep your eye on social media. And Complete Car is where you'll find him. Hi, Dave. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, He's here in his car. Oh, talking about cars. He cars. Cars. Hang on, do I not get a theme intro now? Yeah, we're going to do that right. Actually, yeah. Dave Humphreys, like just in talking to you and watching your social media, by the way, you should go and follow at Lord Humphreys on all manner of social media because what I love about your social media is you get an insight into the what looks like the amazing, luxurious life of a car journalist where you go... For, you did, are you doing four continents in a month? Yeah, almost, yeah. yeah. So really what you get is me frantically trying to get to the next coffee point <laughs> in an airport. <laughs> That's basically it. I, I, I love your hotel room tours. Yeah, they are one of the most yeah, enjoyable things. become a whole thing amongst themselves. Yeah. 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 Well, look, you're here to answer the questions that people have been sending in to us on 87 and on email as well to see what we're going to do around cars because it's the time of year where people start thinking about either a new car yeah. or changing their old car for a slightly less old car or whatever. Sure. So let's last through the questions. There are so many as we come in. We'll do as many as we can. Okay. Let's start with buying electric. Lads, yeah. can you ask Dave where I should start if I want to buy an electric? I have a few bobs saved, so don't mind spending a little extra. Okay. First thing I say, and this goes for anybody thinking of going electric, is can you charge the car at home? That is, before you even look at a car, that's the single most important thing. And when you say that, do you mean an outdoor plug socket uh, or a purpose-built electric car charging point? Basically, yeah. Can you get a home charger installed? So that can be either in a garage, on a side wall, if you park beside the house Mm. or anywhere that's... If you park outside your house on the road or on the street... You're, it's going to basically you can't really you get can't one. do it. I, I will know, say yeah. that the, the outside plug is an option. I know the, the, the charger is yeah. ideal. That's and yes. if you're going electric, yeah. you're, you're better off investing in that. But I I haven't gone electric, but I often drive electric cars because I get my car changed all the time. And when I have an electric one, I just use a three pin plug that's just outside, and you get a charge. Now it's slow. Yes, it's not yeah. a fast yeah. charge, but it will keep you taking over as yeah. much as yeah. you need to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, so we charge our hybrid overnight. Yeah, and so it's generally, full in the if, if ide- it is ideal, that is the ideal situation that you can park somewhere beside the house or you know in a front garden or whatever and you do that get a charger installed and then uh, the great thing is now there are so many electric cars coming out in various different shapes and sizes well there's a there's an important question though and i think this kind of wrecks people's heads at the moment in terms of electric is there any point going second hand or am i better off waiting and buying new as somebody look there's every year electric cars at the moment now they're like computers or they're like smart tvs or anything every year there's going to be something else going on mm-hmm. the thing is now the used market there are still some very good used cars uh, on the used electric cars at the moment like what so you've got uh Newer Nissan Leafs, for example, are you know relatively affordable. You, you have smaller ones like BMW i3, which is a really great electric. What price car. range roughly are those used? You can pick them up for sort of low twenties. Um, it, it depends on what you know mm. what year you're looking at. I would always say is obviously you want to try and get as new a one as possible as a used version. The very very early first electric cars weren't really great, but if you're buying one that's a couple of years old chances are it's going to have more than enough battery range in it it's going to suit what your needs are the main thing is you need to look at how you use the car where do you go in it you know how often are you using it and make sure that that fits into your life and you've got enough of a buffer then as well you know Mm -hmm. you you don't want to be i do 100 kilometers now a day i need a car that does 120 kilometers a day yeah you want to have a bit more room Uh, first time car is a question lads we're surprising our daughter with a car for christmas she's a learner and we wouldn't have a huge budget any ideas dave 
Yeah, loads of great cars, stuff like uh, Volkswagen Polo. I, I generally would recommend starting off with something a little bit smaller. Small hatchback is always yes, the best. Small bet. hatchback, uh, go for a manual and something like a small enough engine, so 1 or 1.2 litres. You've cars like the Toyota Yaris, the Volkswagen Polo is a, is a pretty good bet in terms of residual values. Um, Peugeot 208, things like that. So and actually, a- Maureen asked an interesting question. We heard, remember recently, that the Ford Fiesta is no longer going to yes, be made. Yeah. And actually, I referenced you when we were talking about yeah, this, saying yeah, that yeah. your favourite car ever was the Ford Fiesta ST. But Maureen asked an interesting question. She says, can I still buy a second-hand Ford Fiesta without worrying about parts, etc., oh, yeah. if it broke down, seeing as the Ford Fiesta is now oh, discontinued? Yeah, yeah. That's not an issue at all. That, like, the Fiesta is such a huge car. For, you know, Ford aren't just going to instantly stop making parts. For right. So whenever that happens with any type of car, generally... Do not worry about it when a model goes off sale because there's always a really long, strong supply of parts. Gotcha. Um, someone is looking for a car to save money. Could you recommend, Dave, a good car in terms of saving money? My new job is a much longer commute and I'm spending a fortune on petrol. Well, this is a tricky thing. This is, at the moment, the cost of fuel and everything mm-hmm. is going up an awful lot. Uh, it really depends on the type of journey that they have. Cars like a hybrid car, so not a plug-in or anything, just a regular hybrid, can be a little bit more fuel efficient. Um, so that's something to maybe consider as well. But I think they need to really look at what they exactly what they're doing. Um, other than that, it's just trying to try maybe downsize, try and get something a little bit smaller. So if you have a small, smaller hatchback, it's going to weigh less, it's going to use less fuel, it's probably going to be mm. more fuel efficient rather than a kind of big SUV. Well, you mentioned hybrids there. Someone says, I drive a 161 petrol hybrid Merc. Should I trade it for a diesel now? <clears throat> Excuse me. Or stick with it for the long haul? Will hybrids become obsolete soon? I don't want to be left with a worthless car, asks Yvonne. I don't think hybrids are going to come, become obsolete anytime soon. If anything, they're kind of nearly more relevant at the moment because they're a little bit more fuel efficient and they're generally cheaper to run. Especially if you're doing a lot of city driving, they can be quite efficient in that sense. That's really where they're designed for. Diesels are very good if you're doing a lot of long distance journeys. If you're going you know, Dublin to Cork, Dublin to Galway a couple of times a week or something like that, that's where a diesel is absolutely in its sweet spot. Mm. If, you, if you've got a diesel car and you're only doing a short school run and then driving to work chances are you're just not getting the most out of that mm. yeah and the, the diesel engines themselves all have turbos the turbos need to have those long runs to yeah, kind of you, be cleaned yeah, and clear and all that systems. Yeah. Like diesels can be more expensive to service ultimately more expensive to run as, as a result of that as yeah. well um, Noreen and Wexford asked a question which I think a lot of people will want to know which is thank you so much for bringing up this topic I drive a lot and don't want to buy another diesel car I'm thinking of a hybrid but what's the difference between a plug-in hybrid and a regular hybrid okay great question and it's something that we get a lot because there's a lot of confusion around how these cars are kind of marketed to people mm. so a hybrid car has a small battery in it it's a petrol engine and will generally be an automatic what it does is, at very slow speed, when you're moved away from traffic lights, it uses the battery rather than the petrol engine. So it keeps the petrol for when it's when it's motoring. A plug-in hybrid has a much bigger battery, but you've got to plug it in to charge it up. So it's kind of a, a plug-in hybrid or a PHEV is like a halfway house between a hybrid and an electric car. Yeah. So it means that you can probably get you know, 30, 40, 50 kilometers on just electric driving, but... The advantage is you still have a combustion engine, petrol engine there, so you don't have to worry about, oh no, I need to plug in and charge because you can just keep going. I use the example of me. So I live 16 kilometres from work. So my commute every day is 32 kilometres, say right. And I had a plug-in hybrid during the first lockdown and I plugged it in every night and charged it like I charge my phone. Just remember, oh, it's night time, I must plug in the car. And so I ended up with like, say, 45 kilometres a day of range. I would drive into work here work on the radio, drive home. We weren't allowed to do anything else, so I wasn't able to drive anywhere or do anything else. I parked the car up. Nighttime, I go, oh, must plug it in again. 
I have a car from February of 2020 to July of 2020, and I never went to the petrol station. Yeah, and that that exactly what you described is the perfect scenario for a, a plug-in, plug-in hybrid. hybrid. Yeah, absolutely. I don't mind charging the car overnight, but it takes up so much room on the nightstand. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the gags. Um, one of the things that came out of uh, the budget was a benefit in kind. So uh, that's always one of these phrases that used to confuse me because I never knew what it meant. You'd hear it mentioned. Um, but basically, if you own a company, if you bought the car through the company, uh, they reduced the benefit in kind, i.e. The, the tax you would pay on that. Um, for electric cars and everyone who had a company was like yay I can get my car through the company awesome but now those rates are benefit of kind are going to I was going to say creep back up, but it's well, more like shooting back up over yeah, the next yeah. few so, years. So they're kind of changing now the rate, what the threshold is for it. So, you know, this year it was the cars were up to a value of 50,000 euros. Next year it's going down to, uh, it's changing down to like 35,000 euros and it's going to keep kind of going down because basically a lot of people just went, oh, I want to have an electric car. They switched Imagine to we got an incentive <laughs> and we use it. The government yeah. went, well, you can't have that anymore. <laughs> Isn't that the whole bloody point? That yeah, people yeah, who, yeah. Are, who are putting fleets of vehicles on the road yeah, yeah. would now use something that wasn't killing the earth yes, but actually yeah. they went oh look at the money we actually could be saving there why did we do this now they're reversing it yeah, and so there's I, no incentive on companies it, it to get electric cars it has helped get a lot of people you know increase the amount of electric vehicles on the mm. roads but yeah it's one of those things of you know oh we can't give you something nice we have to take it away from you yeah. so it just means that you, you've got to be quite careful now an important thing to remember with BIK is that you have that kind of threshold of the value of the car it just means that you pay BIK tax above that threshold. So if the threshold was, say, 35,000 and you have a car that's 37,000, you're only paying that on the 2,000. But what's it going to be in a few years? It's 35 next year. Yeah, so it's going to, yeah, I mean, look, they're going to keep chipping away at it because... Ultimately, it costs too much money. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. we we don't Um, want to give you something nice. Very quickly, Dave, what about selling cars? So if you have a car, is November an ideal or a terrible time to sell a car? Does it matter in the second-hand car market? It doesn't make a huge difference. Um, One thing to remember is that, for example, come January, when everyone's getting their new cars, used car dealers are going to be awash with trade-ins. So if you're trying to offload a car there, you might not get as strong a in January, February yeah, kind of time. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah. it really depends on the type of car you have, the condition, all that kind of stuff, and, and how you want to sell it. Before you go, and I love putting you on the spot, but could you pick your pick, your yeah. top picks for someone going out today or thinking of buying an electric car at the start of the year, someone going to buy a hybrid, petrol hybrid, and then maybe a, a diesel if they're doing tons of driving? Yeah. So uh, in terms of hybrids, there's quite a few good options out there. Um just this morning, as in a couple of hours ago, Toyota has just released its new Prius. So Prius is well known for being mm-hmm. the hybrid. Um, and that looks really, really interesting. Although it's only going to be a plug-in hybrid this time, but it's a really interesting design. looks quite good. In terms of electric, there are so many good electric cars out there at the moment. One that's just coming to market now is the MG4. So MG, you might know from years and years yeah, ago. They came they're back. Now, they're in the back. They're an electric car brand. And the four is a new hatchback size. So think like a Volkswagen Golf kind of size car. And really, really well priced, good range, interesting design, nice space inside. So that's another one that I would really consider looking at. And your workhorse diesel? 
Workhorse Diesel, again, the likes of uh, really anything from like Citroën, Peugeot, they're so good on diesel engines. They have been for years and years. So cars like one that's really overlooked is Peugeot 508. Uh, it's a very sleek looking saloon. Um, but also then, you know, if you're looking at more, maybe as a company car, stuff like new BMW 3 Series, they do some really good diesel engines as well. Um, you know, Just in terms of fuel efficiency and, and drivability, they're quite good in that respect. Dave Humphreys from Complete Car, thank you so much. We could talk to you all day long, but you've got to go jet off to another continent, so you better head off there. Uh- Dermot and Dave, weekdays from 9am.